On this episode of AV Week, we talk about how manufacturers gain your loyalty. The CEA is now the CTA. And is it time to consider drones? All that and more next on AV Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. AV Week is brought to you by our fine group of underwriters, companies like Vadio. This is AV Week, episode 221, recorded Friday, November 13th, 2015. Drone drama. Ready. AV, AV Week. Performing scan. Week. Online. This is AV Week. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host for the week. Uh, with us is Mr. Matt D. Scott from Omega Audio Video in London, Ontario, Canada. How are you, sir? I'm good. I think my internet's stable. Didn't you say it was snowing where you are? It was, yeah. It's a terrible day. I'm terribly sorry. <sighs> I feel for you. That's what happens in Canada, though. Uh, yeah, also, yeah. this is Kelly Perkins from AVI Systems. How are you, ma'am? I'm doing well, and you too? Doing well as well. It's not snowing where I am, so. <laughs> I wish it was snowing where we are. Well, you're close. You're in Minnesota, so you're 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 like next week. I'm ready. It's windy and cold. It's like just let it rip. Yeah, that is the key. Once it gets cold, I just want snow. I don't want it to be cold, below yeah, freezing, and green. They were playing uh, Christmas music at Caribou Coffee yesterday. It was, ridiculous. It was all in the mood. No, absolutely not. Uh, not I'm even Thanksgiving yet. Not even Thanksgiving yet. You can do everything you want after Thanksgiving. So uh, I just I, I bought a Christmas album like last week. Jeez, oh, fantastic! I'm, I'm in the door. Well, I, I bought a Starbucks cup this week, so I was happy about well, that. There you go. <laughs> all right, but so that wasn't but Christmas. It's it just red. It wasn't Christmas. It was awesome. Last but not least, George Tucker, the left-hand side of my brain. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine, and I'm about to leave all of you people wanting snow. It's 61 <laughs> degrees here, and I'm very happy. Thank you. Oh, since we're already doing weather, George is in New Jersey. New and, Jersey, New York. So, Matt, did you simply buy the Christmas album, or did you play it? No, I bought it and played it. Oh, <sighs> good point. No, no, good point. Right, I'm done with you. I'm good done point. With you. See, I don't... You're yeah, dead to no. me. No, no, no. The wife is already... <laughs> she's like... My my my, my brother in law, um, my 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 wife's or my wife, my sister's husband has already got his Christmas tree up, right? Um, oh, good God! Oh yeah, we have absolutely. One. We and have one up already. My, my wife Michelle is like, can I put those up? Sure like, no, I'm going to Avec next week. And I said, you know, Dwayne's my brother. I said, you are more than happy to come over next week while I'm in Florida at Avec. Put up whatever you want. Have it done ready when I get back. Knock yourself out. So. All right, let's kick this off. Uh, our buddy Josh Trago sent this over to me, and I thought it was very interesting. Uh, from CTA.tech, um, the Consumer Electronics Association, if you don't know who that is, uh, you probably know one of the major shows that they put on. It's a little show called CES every year. International Technology Show. A couple hundred thousand people showing up in Vegas talking about, well, consumer electronics. They have changed their name. Which is interesting. They are now the Consumer Technology Association. Uh, Matt, since you are our resident resi guy, 
and you know, and gal. Um, let's get into Wait. this. I'm the guy and the girl. I don't have a residential. Well, I guess uh, Heather Sidorowitz would be would be my residential person. Uh, it's the hair match. And, and Julie Jacobson. Um, so they changed the name from Consumer Electronics Association to Consumer Technology Association. Some people would look at that and say, "Okay, what's the big freaking deal? It's it's one word." I personally think it's a big deal. Let's yeah, get. It's a huge deal. It's a huge deal. Why is it a huge deal? Huge deal. Well, because we we've, we've been talking on and off for a couple of years now that the way to survive in this industry, especially on the residential front, is to get past just selling boxes, get past just selling speakers and receivers and TVs. And <clears throat> this is the culmination of all that stuff coming to pass with them changing and getting away from just electronics to the all-encompassing technology. They are embracing this concept that electronics are, are just a means of getting to the technology and you know rich fergosa who was on our, our residential week last week uh or this week this week it was this week. monday yeah. Yeah. yeah this week and yeah, it's not a very long week um <clears throat> he was talking specifically about how he is a technologist he's not an av guy he's not an audio guy he's not a video guy he's a technologist and i think this is something that if our side of the industry both the cd and the infocom channel kind of embrace behind uh the CES group, uh, we will continue to make ourselves uh, fit that channel and really fit our customers' needs. All right, Mr. Tucker, from that aspect then, um, Infocom International has, is known as the trade organization for the audiovisual industry, right? Mm -hmm. Should they go more towards the technology industry? That's an interesting question. I hadn't actually thought of it from that angle because Infocom's central focus, though, has been more of the integration and installer custom guy, right? But we were, but like Matt said, we're trying to get away from yeah. selling boxes. But isn't that what CTA does? No, CTA, they sell CTA little is a trade organization. And and their name change, ostensibly to me at least, comes from the Internet of Thingies oh. uh, revolution. Uh, that it's so more pervasive and ubiquitous. That it covers more than just say your home stereo video projector and you know light switchy things, uh, it really is that whole infrastructure. But their infrastructures are more disparate than centralized, as we like to do. I, you know, I don't see Infocom going that way because we're not looking to promote the sale of these off-the-shelf boxes. Isn't that what most of this stuff is? That consumer part of it in the beginning didn't change, did it? No, no. So. Right. You know, that's that that's my take on it. I mean the name change as they show in the article or the little press release they did, it's changed over the years. They started as off as the radio technology or something, radio appreciation, I forget exactly what it was. Um, but that changed over time as the technology focus changed for them. Um, who knows, you know, in twenty, thirty years it could be the hologram association because oh. that's the main push. I don't know. <laughs> but um, they they're very adamant and, and honest about that. So it really, I think, is focusing on that, that the nature of the infrastructure has changed for them, and that's a, ma a main push of it. It'll be very interesting to see what happens at CES this year because, mm. I, I, full disclosure, I've never been to the show. Lots of friends who have been. We mentioned Julie Jacobson from CE Pro. Our buddy Rich Fergoza typically goes about every year, every other year. Um, it'll be very interesting to see what, they, what happens at that show because you've got – the televisions you've got the, the the players and the set and the other 
You also have, you know, an entire section apparently that are nothing but USB little gadgets, right? It's the little fan that, that plugs into your USB drive and, and can, you know, cool you down at work, I guess. Um, to be very interesting. Uh, Kelly, well, you know, to, go I'm ahead. sorry, just to draw, uh, to, to that point, uh, look for like Dave Danto. He's going to be doing something for us from that show. Oh, that's right, so yeah. it'll be very interesting. He goes every year. He gets to, he gets to judge it. And again, back to that internet of things, that's a large portion of it. And he's looking to cover a lot of that. Yeah, that's right. Thank you. See, I, I think the biggest thing is that over time, we just continue to see our industries evolving and encompassing more and more parts. And, you know, five years ago, you very rarely saw people in the boardrooms embracing iPads and BYOD. Uh, and now that's prevalent. And if you can't provide it, you're left out. Uh, <clears throat> it'll be interesting to see how much more just kind of generic tech shows up at CES. Mm, that's a good point. Uh, Kelly, from an integrator standpoint, um, not you know, Matt's an integrator from London, Ontario. AVI Systems is an integrator I'm going to get this wrong, but 16 or 17 locations throughout the Midwest. Um, a couple out in, in California, or one in California. One in California? One in California. One in California. Um, how do you guys look at, at, at sort of the, you know, we're AV, but we're also electronics, but we're also technology. How do you exactly, you know, market to your to your end users, really? Well, I see, I see both Matt and George's points on this, where... It really is, you know, where Matt said it's a culmination of of technology, not just boxes anymore. You know, and it's it's not just in the residential area, it's also in commercial where I mean, it's a lot of software, it's a lot of apps, it's a lot of you know, a lot of the control is being run over iPads and through software and even look at the way the industry's going, you know, people are you know, people are are using software a lot more than hardware these days. Um, so I, I see that aspect of it. I get where George is coming from. You know, they kind of, I, I feel like you're kind of saying it's like a fad, you know, you know what they're naming. Are they going to name their trade show CTS, you know? Um, mm. But I think. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, gosh. Hosts would just run rampant. <laughs> Well, you know, I have to I'll, I'll interject on that. I don't think it's a fad. I mean, they've changed their name along with the technology's focus. So radio was radio. It was big. If it was TV, it became – they didn't really become TV, but they became something associated with that. Okay. Um, you could call them sort of, you know, riding on the coattails of something, but they really, are, I think, are saying this is the focus of that consumer electronics. When you could go out and buy radios on your own, not have to go through a dealer or a specialty shop it really changed the whole focus of the industry the same is happening again whether it's control or media yeah because just as as i guess a history lesson you used to have to go to a radio dealer mm -hmm. uh, just like you have you used to have to go to a television dealer uh, and that person typically was also your repair person um we don't have dealers we don't have repair people for either one anymore so no, they're all that was consumables. Just, just for the record, that was way before my time. Okay, I'm not. Yeah, huh? I'm not that old. Mm -hmm. Close. Shut up, Matt. All right. <laughs> up next, this this might be a a, a secret cow to some people, <clears throat> but I'm gonna gore it because uh, it's been it's been chomping at me since Infocom. 
and it was there at Cedia as well. And God loves Stampede. I have nothing. I have no issues with Stampede. Nice people, and I have some friends that work at Stampede. This is not about Stampede. Now that I've said that, <clears throat> uh, Kelly Wel- Kaylee Welch from uh, AVNetwork.com writes this piece: Why it's time to consider drones, and obviously the fact that that Infocom had a drone pavilion, nice pavilion. It was like, you know, 50 feet from our booth at Infocom. Got to watch it, you know, the entire week. They had a pavilion at um, at Cedia this year. I believe they also have one at ISE coming up in, in Amsterdam in February. I'm just going to flat out say this. I don't get it when it comes to AV. You guys can all three tell me I'm wrong. Kelly gave away a, a drone at at one of her AVI Systems regional events this year. It was great. I get the the fascination with them. I don't get the AV tie-in, I guess. Uh, Mr. Tucker, we're going to give you first crack at this. Um, is it time to consider drones? I'm really conflicted about this. Um, I tended at first to pshaw it when we saw it at Infocom. And I have difficulty in thinking of it as an AV piece of gear. They make the argument for broadcast. I don't think that argument stands tall because it's dangerous still. So you're not going to fly it over a football field or a football game in place of the wire-guided stuff because if the wire-guided stuff gets stuck or fails, it doesn't fall on top of people, right, in all likelihood. Um, As a camera and as something to use as a specialty item, I get it. But beyond that, I don't understand the push still. Somebody convinced me that even when they say it could be a drone could be a tank or a wheeled object or are we talking then about a personal assistant, something that flies by with you and is always with you to document something? Maybe. But I don't I, – I, I'm confused by it, and I've yet to see a solid argument that shows it truly in the wheelhouse of AV. Okay. I just can't see it. Uh, what would you use it for? Exactly. Like, can you – is there even an example? What? They use the example of like football or a game or you know doing a broadcast remote with it. Okay, so I could see the bro- like you said the broadcast angle, but what what on earth would you use it for? in, like you said, in AV. The the so the, some of the use cases were this, and I, I'm just this is this is what was out there. I, I went by the the Stampede Pavilion at at Infocom. Things like um, camera, obviously angles, shooting things. Um, cable um, infrastructure um, assessment to make sure that things are where they're supposed to be in hard to reach areas. Uh, also, you know, possible uh, moving things from place to place. So I just, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. So are you, are you saying the hard to reach places? It's the high tech bass scratcher. I mean, yeah. Matthew, anything? I'm I'm with George. I don't understand the use case. I love watching everybody go up at, at the shows and play with them and drive them into the curtain fence things, uh, the protective shields. I don't understand what we're supposed to do with them. And if someone could please let me know, that would be great because I would love to get one past my wife <laughs> just to screw around with. But you know, I, I can't. Okay, so let, I let can me justify ask. a lot of. I can justify buying a lot of stuff. I cannot figure out how to justify buying a drone. Okay, let, let me ask this, because we had a couple of friends. Kelly, I mentioned that, that she gave away one at her at her event. Uh, our friends over at, at Commercial Integrator gave away one at, 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 commercial, at uh, Infocom. 
since they're not here on the phone, I'm going to pick on Kelly. Um, Kelly? Yay! Why did you give away one? Because they're cool. <laughs> and that's a valid reason, I think. It's the best reason. It's the best reason. Yeah. But here's, like, here's... It's, it's like getting, you know, it's like buying your dad, like, one of those, you know, like, remote-controlled helicopters or whatever. They're They're cool and they're fun. Here's a further wrinkle, though. If you've been watching the news, the FAA wants to regulate them. Amen, not brother. Once. Harshly. They are regulating them. Well, not yes, really. Well, but, but they're starting to get really hammered down on this, aren't they? Yes. I mean, yeah. yeah. So what usage with that restrictions are going to even increase the I, – I just don't see that well, the restrictions restriction will being kill difficult. it. Yeah. I mean, let's be frank. And God love the government. I have my own political leanings, and, and they're probably unlike anybody else's. Um it'll kill it right and and just not i'm not saying this as a overarching government kills things but if the faa decides to come in and start regulating this on the level that they have done oh such a wonderful job with the wireless frequencies and, and microphones good god they'll kill it they'll kill the industry right um they'll kill the independency they'll kill um the the guy who wants to to shoot you know a, you know a sweeping um, overarching view of, of your building, you know, or what have you. Our buddy that uh, that comes with us at, at a lot of our shows, Josh Pippins, he's a videographer by trade. That's what he does. And a lot of his business in the St. Louis area is he shoots uh, homes for people, right? High-end uh, residential homes that are that are for sale. He just did one uh, here recently that it was, and it was cool. Gorgeous home. Oh, my gosh. Gorgeous home. Um, $3 million home here in Edwardsville, Illinois, which is southwest Illinois. Um and just did these wonderful shots. FAA comes in and says, I'm sorry, sir, you have to register this, and you have to tell us your flight plan, you have to, all these other things. It will it may not kill it, but it'll literally, clearly um, hit, uh, infringe on it. How about that? And, mm. and I will say, that is pretty much my only, to date, that is my only use case for one, is we can get it, we can throw a 4K GoPro on it, and we can shoot some phenomenal product shots of installations you know, a, and, okay. and that's a that's a sixteen hundred dollar entry price to be able to shoot some promo videos that, no, you can i don't get know one if i'm bucks care about well to get one that's super stable oh, and okay. you know all the other fun stuff like a dgi is still and and remember it's canadian dollars so <laughs> it's like that's like five bucks us right now the only argument I see here is for a camera platform. Um, you know, yeah. Chris Netto just tweeted at me that, you know, it's about live installations. It's a theatrical prop, which is the argument we've all been making, I think, is that that's really it. So it's a camera uh, mount. So is a steady cam. We're not saying that that's AV, are we? No. Not from our, not from the Residue or commercial integration perspective. They don't, they don't see them. Broadcast, yeah, but nothing else. Yeah, but, you know, that's sort of like a remote camera. Okay. No, I have been asked about integrating a drone into a house of worship for broadcast. And again, by the time you put the dollars and cents behind it, there's to, to get the wireless transport to work live, it's just not even feasible. And like George said, what if it fell on someone's head? Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, no, the liability is ridiculous. Ow. I mean, can you imagine having that conversation with your insurance agent? Yeah, we're doing this, we added some lights, and oh yeah, by the way, we have a drone, you know. 
Yeah, it's going to fly a broadcast-quality camera over prisoners. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, it has blades. <laughs> yeah, blades. I mean, who was it? Was it um, uh, Iglesias? Um, yes. Was it a concert? And and was, like, yeah. screwing around with a drone? Oh, yeah, yeah. Went and grabbed it, and, and the guy had to have stitches and everything. It was They're not. There was a case a year and a half ago of a guy who was decapitated because he had a quadcopter, quad blade. Seriously? Very big. Yep. Missed that one. Really? Yeah. Yeah. This is it's... the third decapitation conversation I've had today. <laughs> That's weird. Okay. Really Let's, move weird. Let's move on. <laughs> Uh, friends over at Commercial Integrator, we we mentioned them, so let's do a story from them. Uh, the Commercial Integrator 2015 Brands Preference Survey reveals integrators' loyalties. I'm not going to go into all of them. Uh, you can read them on, on the link. But here's here's where the, where the real question comes from. And, Kelly, we're going to start with you on this. When it comes to both integrators and, and let's also talk about your end users, but first from the integrators part. How do brands, how do manufacturers get your loyalty? How do we get, okay. So, I would say, number one, the products have to work. <laughs> out of the and box number, or eventually? Out of the box would be ideal. <laughs> and then they, and if something goes wrong, um, they have to be able to support it. They have to have the support behind it. It's, that's really important. Um, and we have to be able to make money on it as well. That's important as well. All right, Mr. Scott, from your standpoint, how do brands gain your loyalty and, and keep your loyalty, honestly? Um, that's a tough one. It's We like to be supported. We like the ability to, if we have a problem, get somebody on the phone. There is, and, you know, my clients are the same way. We try to keep them by making sure that if they call, we're there to pick up the phone. If they send an email, we can get back to them. We can get them answers, even if it's just we'll look into it. We don't know. Um, <clears throat> for us, brands are tougher because we buy a lot of stuff through distribution, so we get kind of stuck into that that little area, which can be a little bit more challenging. But brands that you know take care of us are the ones that we spec them all the time. Um, and you know, I can mention names on on some of the companies that we love the most. And that's what it comes down to. It comes down to the fact that they, they're they there for us when we need them. Yeah, they and care. You make money off of them. That yeah, helps. and you make money off of them, yes. Um, <laughs> all right, George, I'm going to hit you with one, and then I'm, we're going to backtrack on, on the second part of this question. First, how do, how, do, how do brands gain your loyalty? An open bar. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, look, what, what Kelly and Matt at said is true. Trade at, at, at every trade show. At every trade show. Um, I've been in my house. Just bring it by. Yeah. Well, always. <laughs> um, no, listen, what Matt and, Ke and Kelly said are, is basically true, right? Support and working gear. Um, support, actually, I think is the most prevalent and the most decisive factor, I think, for most people. Uh, if you have that support and you have the infrastructure, I think that's where you see some of these brands that are up in that list especially the ones like Crestron and some of the Harman Group guys, they're all there. Why? Because it's an integrated network of stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. Whether that means your distributors are integrated and be able to provide you the gear end-to-end, -end, even if it's not just the same platform, or more importantly, is it providing you an infrastructure to connect things in a way that is, I don't want to say seamless, but quite straightforward to do, avoiding the simple thing, and then having the support to do that. And, you know, can they talk, talk you through 
purchasing to connecting to configuring the IP. That, okay. I think, comes to a real big importance. All right. So the, the flip side of this question is there, there are a number of companies that have come and gone in the AV space. Let's say in the last 20 years, obviously, in the last 100 years, there's been plenty. But let's just talk about the last 10, 15, 20 years. Uh, Mr. Tucker, once they've lost it, and I guess I should ask this, a company comes out with, you know, maybe two or three or four lemons in a row, right? And they, they lose your they lose your confidence. They lose your preference. They lose that loyalty. How do they lose that loyalty? And how do they get it back? Like, what, what is that tipping point? Well, I think the losing the loyalty, of course, is not providing the support or admitting that you are wrong. Uh, how many companies have we seen in the past who would use a quick turn of phrase to undervalue or underappreciate what everyone knows is going on, right? Uh, back in the 90s, pre-Twitter, pre-explosion of social, it was kind of hard to collate all that information and come up with a common, yes, this is happening. You'd have to sort of talk to your coworkers, talk to some competitor coworkers, you know, that kind of thing. But now if you don't admit it, you're going to lose them completely. And I think that's the bad part. We're all, we all know that lemons happen and that sometimes, you know, they think something's going to work and they think they're going to be able to meet that, but it doesn't happen. As a point of example, how many companies, especially in our space, do you see putting out vaporware? Oh, yeah. These days, in the last no. five to ten years, almost none are announcing anything that would be vapor. Ten years ago? Well, we got one of those. Here's what it does. When is it going to be released? Soon. Soon. Or as I said, my favorite word when I was managing tech support at some times was, when will it be fixed? Presently. Presently? Look at the definition. It has no defined endpoint. It is sometime soon. I, I would hate you. But, yeah, well, but sometimes the, that's the position you're in. Yeah. The idea is to say, that's weird. We've heard a few reports. We're trying to resolve it. Here's what we know to do now. Mm -hmm. And then if you find that you've completely foobarred it and the product really is foobarred, in my personal opinion, you go, we're going to credit you for that. And we're going to make it better. And we're going to make it in the long run. We're going to take the hit. And we're going to provide a better solution. It, in the end, it's just like this. We're coming up on the holiday season. It's just like the uh, uh, Miracle on 34th Street. Where do I get that red fire truck? The place across the way has it. We're not going to push what we have. Yeah. They'll come back to you because you would buy, you gave them honest advice. Absolutely, totally agree with that. Yeah. Uh, all right, Matthew. If once once somebody has has kind of you know put you in a bad spot, how do they get you back? They usually don't. <laughs> but you're different in general. No, I, people. <clears throat> they've got to work really hard for it. It is incredibly difficult to regain lost trust. And, you know, it's one thing if it's a perceived slight or if it's a minor issue that you're just annoyed with due to the, you know, fact it screwed you up on that job. It's another thing if it's, you know, blatant issues that are coming to light. Uh, vaporware is not a big deal because as long as they haven't taken your money for something they never shipped, you know, yeah, are we annoyed with it? Does it bother us? Yes. Do we really care that much? No, because we knew it was vaporware. As soon as they said, we have the magic box, it's this big and it does everything. We knew they weren't shipping it. We knew it was never coming. Um, but I, I'll, be, I'll be blunt. When, when somebody, uh, whether it be a rep or a manufacturer or even a, you know, a salesperson at a, a distributor for us, when they do something that is blatantly uh, false and we know that they're 
just giving us something to get us off the phone or to get us out of their office, as soon as that comes to light, the likelihood that myself, for example, will ever go back and buy anything from them again is very small. And I've had conversations with a couple, you know, manufacturers over times of, yes, we've had this product. Yes, I know you're a great guy. I will never buy your product again. I don't care how great it is. There are, and I think that's something that's kind of forgotten in this industry is as small as we are, there's nobody who makes one thing that somebody else doesn't make a solution for. I can always go find somebody who sometimes there's always a way to achieve that, that situation without something. And, Mm. you know, most times we can do it. Most times. Yeah. Well, again, and again, we're talking for your average installation. Yes. You can always go source those parts somewhere else. Yes. And for us, you know, it's one of those things where we've got a couple companies that we never purchase from. And when they ask, we tell them, and I'm quite blunt about it. Now granted, I'm not going to name them here because that's not fair. Uh, but yeah, once, once somebody violates our trust, um, it, it's very hard to win it back. All right. Kelly, same question to you is how, how does somebody get your trust back? You know, I think number one, um, admitting you're wrong, admitting you're wrong and making making up for it by, you know, support and extra, you know, extra attention, I guess. Um, you know, I think manufacturers kind of forget that the, that we're the ones in the field looking like idiots <laughs> if we overpromise something to our customers and it doesn't work and you know we're calling them and they like Mike said or Matt said excuse me if um, if they're giving us the runaround and not being honest about about what's going on it just it infuriates us and it it puts us in a really really bad position so I would say admitting you're wrong um, manning up and just saying you know we we screwed up and, and we're not going to let this happen again. All right, very good. Uh, last, last story real here. And it's, it's not really something that I need you guys to comment on. You can, if you'd like, it's just something fun. Also to mention the fact that we're going to ISE. Um, <clears throat> oh, friends, let's do it. At friends let's over, cycle. I'll let you gladly cycle and you can carry me. Um, no. <laughs> our friends no. over no. AV magazine, <laughs> no. avinteractive.com. You can cycle to ISE. Uh, make your journey to the 2016 Amsterdam ISE show uh, 9th to 12th of February and raise money for an AV charity since. Uh, they are leaving the one thing I should have I should have emailed uh, Clive about this. It doesn't say where they're leaving from but you're apparently biking for 120 miles. Outside of Amsterdam. Well, It's 120 miles from Amsterdam so pick a country. Right, um, but uh, it's uh, you can uh, you need to raise a minimum of fourteen hundred fifty pounds, so it's possible you're leaving from London. Although the AMX team that they're showing here uh, is taking a picture outside of Paris or inside Paris because it's the Eiffel Tower's there, but uh, you can bike your way to uh, to ISE in Amsterdam in uh, in February twenty sixteen, where uh, Mr. Tucker and Mr. Matt Scott and I will be. Uh, proudly broadcasting from and are you guys gonna cycle no uh matt and george will i will drive along in a uh, fiat and and cheer <laughs> no. them on it's the most european car Wait, i think of can it be like a powered cycle no that would be motorcycle so 
All right, guys, that is going to do it for this week. Mr. George Tucker, thank you, sir. Thank you for having me on. Good to see you all. Good to see you. Where can people find you? And actually, let's start with this because George is the one that does this better. What do we have coming up and what's really freaking awesome? <laughs> all right, released this Sunday will be a DIY show where you're going to post this Sunday, Monday, but DIY show is new. Uh, there'll be a brand new uh, Connected coming up. We're going to be going to the CES Wine and Dine sort of extravaganza. Oh, that's right. Uh, in New York City, you go and uh, take a look at some of the new IoT gear and be able to photograph it and get some free grub. So it'll be a lot of fun, actually. Uh, let's see. There's going to be a new light past. That is the lighting guy has been rebranded with uh, the people from Arch SSL magazines about lighting. So it's going to get a lot deeper and more architecturally uh, relevant. Uh, and then a whole host of other things coming up that uh, I'm not quite ready to talk about, but they'll be there soon. All right. Very good. Uh, also with us is Miss Kelly Perkins. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. And you have a new social uh, AV social coming up? Yes. Right after this, I believe. Right after this. All right. Uh, and where can people find you? Uh, find me on Twitter at avi underscore Kelly or um, avisystems.com. Very good. And last but not least, Mr. Matt D. Scott, who has revamped and, and restarted doing things for AV Apps Show. Mm-hmm. Finally. Finally. I know. will be posted next week as well. Sorry. No, that's, no, no, yeah, that, thanks that, for forgetting about us, George. Well, Again, yeah. Uh, See, this, can, is, this is those slights we were talking about. Where mm-hmm. can people never find from you? you again. <laughs> where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Matt D. Scott. You can find me pretty much anywhere on any social network as that or Google me. I'm reasonably easy to find. All right. That was it. That was it. All right. I can plug out other stuff. No, what else would you like me to plug? My name is Tim Albright. Don't follow me, but go by the website if you would please. avnation.tv, avnation.tv. You'll find this program and a host of others. Uh, one of the shows that we did this week that Matt kind of made a load to. Um, we're trying out something. Uh, we're trying out a residential version of AV Week. It will be called something else, but we had our, our first go at it uh, this Monday with Julie Jacobson, Matt D. Scott, uh, Rich Fragoza, and, uh, and Joe Whitaker. Um, so check that out if you would please all the other shows sign up for the newsletter vote for Joe vote for Joe vote at the, the CEDIA uh, CEDIA's uh, board of directors board is up directors. for uh, is up for uh, nominate or voting so if you're a CEDIA member vote for uh, vote for Joe and, and you know check them out if, if Joe's not the one for you vote for the ones that, that are right for you so alright thanks for so much for listening thanks so much for watching this has been AB Week <laughs>